Hey everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, a podcast discussing the multitude of multi-site student ministry. Our vision for our podcast is to equip churches who are entering into or are already in the multi-site student ministry uh, avenue, arena, and we're so thankful that we get to partner alongside of you to share a little bit of what we learned, as well as learn from you throughout this whole time we're going to spend together. My name is EJ Swanson. I'm joined by two of my very best friends, Mr. Joe Crabb. Hey there. Miss Kim Schuler. Hello. And we have a special guest today, Mr. C.T. Eldridge, one of our student ministry pastors at our Romeo campus. Hey, everybody. Also behind the scenes, you can't see him. We have Trevor Callis, who is um, one of our our, uh, video as well as audio um, worship leaders. The guy is off the chain. He's rocking his full IEMs as he's listening to our recording today. (laughs) He's making the magic happen because we had a tragic situation occur where we recorded a couple of episodes a couple of weeks ago because we knew we were going to have a few weeks off. Right. Uh, and so I was like, I'm downtime, which is so, you know, at frequent in student ministry. I'll go ahead and cut these podcasts, post them, keep this train rolling. And I listened to it, and it sounded like the Charlie Brown teacher did a whole episode. So Just yeah. kidding. So I told Trev, hey, this is do or die. <laughs> we, need you. we need you here. So... So today um, we're going to be diving in and we're going to be talking about um, retreats. This is actually going to be a part of a three-part series. We're going to yes, um, start off by talking about our pre-process, how we plan, how we promo, how we um, set up roles and all those type of things for retreats. And then um, the second part, uh, part two of three, will be during the weekend. What do those roles and um, things look like? And then part three, our follow-up. So we'll just jump right into the conversation again. We have three in-the-trench practitioners for you today across multi-site and um, we've always talked about you know the different avenues that we're in and retreats are a huge part of what God is doing in our ministry and has done I I know for um, for me I've got to be a part of a ton of retreats and um, Woodside's retreats are one of my favorite before we we dive too um, too deep in since CT's our guest CT will you just give us um, your first impression because you've been on staff now is it two years uh, it'll be a year and a half next month. Okay, awesome. Wow. So um, you got to participate in three, maybe four uh, mm-hmm. retreats and a bunch of special events. Give me a 15-second blurb of what um, Woodside Retreats look like for you. Yeah, Woodside Retreats are a ton of fun, um, amazing worship with powerful music, powerful preaching, and an awesome time of just concentrated community and mm-hmm. uh, growing in relationships. So three huge wins, worship, community, and uh, having a blast. Awesome. Well, I want to talk a little bit um, right off the bat within this about um, planning roles and responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking um, that we would even just start at kind of the, the, the initiation or what we're really diving into with, um, with retreats. And I want to kind of ask uh, the question to you guys, how do we come up with what our retreats look like? Yeah, yeah, no, that's really good. And with being here as long as I have, I know sometimes I get to take on the role of being a historian. And that's why I love having CT here for a few reasons, though, if, like you said, first impression, as well as what it looks like on a campus level. Because mm-hmm. you know I'm at our, our main campus, and many of you guys have known that we moved from a, a main campus model of multi-site ministry uh, to a central model. And so what does that even look like as this main campus becomes a campus? But 
CT's at one of our, our campuses and has been uh, holding that down there for the last year and a half. We know that it kind of fleshes itself out a bit differently. So having that insight here is going to be valuable. And then just talking through like how we do retreats. For the last 11, 12 years, we've, as Woodside, have ran our own retreats. A lot of individuals, they might go to a, a CIY. Spring Hill's a big one here. You were at Lake Ann for a few years. Yeah. Uh, we run our own retreats. And a lot of that is because of provides that concentrated effort of community of like, this is, this is Woodside. Uh, and so it gives us the freedom and ownership in regard to, you know, what it is that our theme is going to be, what we're going to teach about, who is going to be teaching, what worship songs we're going to do, what games we're going to play, and everything else under the sun. And so um, that's kind of the preface for all of this is where we talked about how we do retreats. That's our approach. And primarily the win there, again, is because it, it allows for development of our team uh, as well as just it, it allows us to be very intentional with every facet of the, the experience throughout students' seven years of being in student ministry. Mm -hmm. So I think it just, it comes up with, you know, looking at, you know, that scope and sequence of what we've done through at retreats uh, and really saying, hey, what is it that we want to focus on in this season? So currently the conversation for fall retreat, our high school retreat, is talking through the life of Moses. Okay. Um, and so last year we did, uh, last year was Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, yeah. just Jesus. He get, I mean, he'll, he'll be mentioned. Choice. Spoiler alert, <laughs> he will be mentioned this year as well. <laughs> but we, um, there's been years where we just walked through uh, uh, you know, a passage of scripture. We did that, or a book of scripture. Uh, and some topical stuff. And some topical stuff. Uh, you know, a few years ago, we did one just called Faves. Yep. And each speaker spoke through their favorite passage of scripture. Um, and we'll kind of talk about how that all comes together here soon. But sure. really, it just starts with the genesis of what our students need to hear, how that complements with the series that we're doing beforehand, afterward. Uh, and then as we read through the life of Moses currently, we're looking for that theme to emerge uh, that we'll use. In the past, we've used things like over and over, reach, nothing ordinary, faves, throwback, so, and then how do we brand everything else right, off of that? I, which know? was exactly what I was going to leap into yeah. because there's an aspect that you're talking about um, like promotion and branding now. Yeah. So let's mm -hmm. just talk about that. Maybe Kim, again, Kim Schuler's our central um, director for student ministry. For those of you maybe tuning in for the first time or you haven't caught all the other episodes that we've done. Um, Kim, from Get the promo it. and branding aspect, how does that work for us? Do we have an in-house mm -hmm. team creating graphics? Mm -hmm. Are we farming that out? And then um, how do we do registration? even. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have a communication team here at Woodside on the central team um, that has really partnered with us in creating the promo graphic pieces and just the streamlined look for our weekend retreats. Uh, we love that aspect and love the vision and the creativity um, that we get to bring to that. So we usually pitch, come with ideas, um, and then they take it, run with it, and execute it and make it look awesome. Um, so they'll get us, uh, we usually work with a designer hand-in-hand -hand, um, alongside of them and tweak and uh, kind of help direct the vision of the graphic. And um, so through that, coming up with just something um, that is fitting for the weekend fall look um or winter look yeah. um and yeah. then carrying into the weekend we usually come up with a different look within sessions yep, yep. right i'm glad so that it's, that's it's almost like a on, teaser yeah, yeah. Yes. right 
Yeah, because for years what we were doing is like we'd have like a, a theme, uh, especially for our winter retreats, and we would reveal the theme the Friday night of retreat, uh, and that was part of the planning thing. Now we've moved more towards like a what's that opener going to be, uh, and and creating less hype around the actual theme, so to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of what allows us the freedom then is doing that. It's like we cannot nail the theme until like a month before. The, right. the, the right. actual retreat because all of our branding for fall retreat is just a fall look and feel colors yep. that yeah. type of thing we go oranges greens again we're in the midwest so yep. we have a really you know beautiful, beautiful. fall yeah. palette uh, yeah yep. yeah and so and the same thing for winter you know snow and blues and whites and so on and i always look like my little cartoon animals yes. <laughs> yeah because that's middle school we right. do yeah, we do a fun. fall retreat for our just high school middle school retreat in the winter that's you know again that's part of the the process here mm-hmm. it'd be good to share that but even just thinking through what it is that if a parent is walking through the lobby and i have a banner up what do they need to like hear and like what do they need to read uh seeing over and over fall retreat if I'm a brand new parent, it means visiting nothing. your church, it means nothing. Yep. High school fall retreat, that that might mean that that means more to that communicates more. So yeah. So that's that's part, that's part of it though, from the central aspect. Again, being in multi multi site, which is you know what mm-hmm. we're trying to focus on. So we'll produce um, for our larger campuses an eight foot by eight foot campus or eight foot by eight foot banner yep. that'll go alongside of the. Um, the one page, you know, fold out that type of thing, whatever that piece looks like. And then for some of our other campuses, um, CT, do you guys do the eight foot by eight foot or do you do a, a banner or what's your setup look like just for promo at your campus? Yeah, we don't have a banner. Um, it would probably be a little bit big for the space. I'm thinking especially where our high schoolers are, but really sure. even where our kids' ministry is, it's in the basement of our church building. It's really nice, but it's a basement, so the, the ceiling's not super high. Mm-hmm. So do you guys you know, put some emphasis on a promo slide in service? Correct. Are you just really pushing on social yeah. media? What What's worked for you guys? Yeah, in our main lobby of the church, we have some really nice flat screens that uh, the slide works really well on that will run on Sunday mornings leading up to the retreat. And then as well in the space where our high school students meet, um, we have the slide that's provided as well. And that really acts as uh, the main way that we let people know, hey, this is what the theme's going to look like. This is sort of the aesthetic of the retreat and um, the dates and other info as well. And we, we've... Um we really try and push early registration. Yes. It's huge for, you know, our, our now central team as well as our admins. I think it just helps the earlier we get it in. Let's just uh, be honest as student pastors, as youth pastors, some of us are really good at administration. Other of us are terrible. Mm-hmm. So for Correct. those guys on our team, we're all shaking our heads. Like for those guys on our team that need the extra time, it works out really good. Yeah. Um, but one of the things within what we've yeah. done that first, let me ask this, how, how far out is early registration what we claim early registration early registration is usually four to six weeks out like the end point of it okay yeah so i would say so right now fall retreat is october 19th through 21st yep uh and so august in a week and a half we'll go live with registration so how many total weeks is that is that eight so it'll be eight weeks and in probably end of september that last sunday wednesday thursday in september uh, will be the early registration cutoff day. Yep. And then two weeks before that will be uh, registration cutoff. Now we all know we're gonna take students They're gonna after that in. final final date. But like having I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> having that fine like having the early registration, we see 
uh, probably 60%, if not more of our students sign up by that early registration date. Yes. That's yeah. awesome. It's been a huge win oh for God. us over the years to and, push and, that. And we've tried to incentivize that in different mm-hmm. ways. One of the things that we've been doing lately is kind of a pick your own shirt if you pre-register. Yeah. And yeah. we started with like um, this idea where we could have a hundred different shirts because I think of things in hundreds at times. <laughs> and then, and then we, um, we narrowed it down to like 16. Now I think we're down to like four options. Is that true? Yeah, it's changed and varied over the years. Yeah. Um, I think one year we did have like 30 or 32 different options based off of color of shirt and then like six different logos they could choose from within those colors um, and place it on any, any color shirt. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll throw that graphic up in the show notes so they could see yeah. you know, kind of what the great. options yeah. were mm-hmm. just as an option, as a resource. Yeah. yeah. And it worked really well. We used survey monkeys. So if they registered early, then we had that list of individuals. We could send it out to them. They could pick. And so we could see, so we had the size and our t-shirt guy worked well with us. Logistically, it was an undertaking the weekend of like putting Ooh, them in rooms yeah. and everything. Uh, I, I'll say this regardless, like do a, you have to do discounted. Right. Yes. Like money, money talks, especially weekend. to parents. Mm-hmm. They're Even the one that's got to sign the phone. $15. Like it's, it still talks. Uh, and I think a lot of guys out there, they do like the two week or they do a week before that's when they cut it off. Love your admin a little more mm-hmm. uh, and do it two weeks before because you'll still be, you're, you're, what you're doing is you're allowing them for more space to occur for that student who the week of wants to sign up because then at that point they're not dealing with everybody else who already like hit that deadline date. Mm -hmm. Um, So like they've already processed all that paperwork and now you can deal with the special situations and circumstances as opposed to like, I'm dealing with the last 80 kids who just signed up or 20 kids who signed up. And now you want me to add another one and another one. And cause like, CT and I were like, we're going to, we're a kid could call me on Friday at 2 PM. Be like, can I go? I'm like, bro, I got an open seat, you know, on the top of the van you can come, dude. I want you there. Uh, I feel, I feel my conscience is, um, weighs on me when I refer to the final date as the final date. I lie week after week. We know, we know what's true. (laughs) We know there's the grace period, but it does work. Definitely the incentive of money works. And I love having it a little earlier out. Um, then as, as Joe said, because the more that we can get signed up early, there's a accumulation effect where this student's going, okay, so his two buddies are going to go. So the earlier we can get yeah. up, the more we can allow the word to spread and more students That's come. That's a good insight. I want to transition us a little within that because, you know, we could talk for hours even at, at our process, you know, a pre-registration, mm-hmm. branding, uh, messaging, all those type of things. Within that, um, I think one of the really neat things that we do is the closer we get, we start having leader meetings and we talk about what the roles are for a leader. We have these amazing leader guides. We've um, filmed stuff. Can you guys speak into that a little bit? Mm-hmm. Give um, our listeners some different points that we're doing right now within that whole process. Yeah. So we put together, uh, so part of the role and responsibility from a campus of, uh, perspective for each and everyone was, is that they are responsible for training and equipping their leaders in regard to making sure that they're having like the meeting beforehand, they're emailing and like communicating their leaders know about it. They know the expectation that like, Hey, we, we, ask all of our small group leaders to be a part of retreat. Um, that's one of the mandatory things we ask them to, to be invested in because we know, you know, they're the ones who are meeting with them week in and week out. 
Yeah. And so when they're making that life-changing decision, when they need someone to talk to, when they need someone to cry with, uh, th- that person should be present there with them. They already have, and it just builds relationship and rapport with their small group. Mm-hmm. So we we put together notes. Uh, we put together like leader training material. So although I as a campus, CT as a campus, have to like train and communicate to our leaders, we have material that's provided for us to be able to do so. Okay, mm-hmm. just un- unpack that real quick. Yeah, because... Th- Again, this is something that if we were looking to make money, we could sell all over the place because mm-hmm. everybody coming at you, DYM. It. Amen. Get ready, start downloading <laughs> we, this today. Here it comes. Um, but within it, this—it's not like, hey, here's a page and a half. This is like y'all, a booklet. It's, it's a booklet. It's yeah. like 18 pages, y'all. Okay. Yeah, um, and what we've seen over the years is it continually be developed and refined, which is yes. really great because it needs to be as things change as processes change as well as just leadership. We, we love giving ownership over to the small group leaders to really guide the students through the weekend and to have clear defined roles so we can best set them up for success throughout the weekend. And can I actually speak to what um, Ben CT and Mike just did for one of our mission trips um, this past year? Yeah. Cause I want to share then like, and even hear from UCT, some of the things that you find, but like content wise like yeah. this is a highlight from that packet that i found beneficial and so on so yeah, yeah. we we love to improve things and something one of our campus guys actually undertook for one of our large local mission trips was an actual leaders booklet um so taking just the stapled eight and a half by 11 um info and making it look awesome and making it look appealing Mm. so that when a leader grabs it, it feels like it is worthwhile to dive into. And it's very clearly spoken and, and also take the wealth of knowledge and the words and kind of compact it into more simple statements that they can grasp. And CT was a part of that team and development of that. And what's cool is now that we've done it for one thing, we can now take it and um, make it work for a retreat, make it work for an event. And now we've got a high caliber piece that we can hand our small group leaders and hope that like, this is only going to better their experience for the weekend and set them up for that. And so CT, if you have anything to add in that and with Joe's question of like, what are those pieces that have benefit you over the years? Yeah, as we got ready to prepare the leadership packet for Hope Week, our mission trip, which is a similar thing done for our retreats. Um, we thought through the fact that there's different small group leaders in are in different places. Mm-hmm. There's some seasoned small group leaders. All they need to know is the schedule, and that's about it. Um, there's some other small group leaders, though, who really need the Bible references, who really need to know the leading questions for small group time, and who really need to hear and see our vision for the retreat, for the mission trip. Um, so we put together what we felt like were some succinct um, phrases that captured what we were hoping for from our leaders. Um, the overall theme was lead well. And then we came up with a couple different um, sort of phrases underneath that. Stay engaged um, was one of them. Set the tone was another one. Um, just to try to cover a lot of bases in just those three phrases. So we really aimed for simplicity, but also something that was meaningful and mm-hmm. weighty. Um, we actually added 
videos to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we really uh, uh, expanded on it this year. But yeah, we got a huge response. Um, one of the things that our leaders are looking for, and we'll talk about this in our Hope Week debrief, mm-hmm. was to get that packet earlier. Oh, um, good. So right good. now yep. we're giving it to them, I think maybe the Friday of, maybe a little before. Um, that's something I think we could improve on, but the packet yeah. itself has gotten better and better as far as its durability, as far as its look, and as far as its content. Yeah, we could sell this thing. What was one of those things <laughs> that stuck out to you content-wise from that leader, like that leader packet for a retreat? We're like, hey, as being a brand new staff member, uh, this set me up for success. Or this is one of the things like I, my leaders reference, I point them back to so on and so forth. You know, a huge thing is the small group time. Um, I, I really don't want our small group leaders to get into the small group time and it just fall flat, it not be meaningful and connect with the students' hearts and minds. And so um, the small group leader packet works with the teaching team to create questions coming out of the messages. And so that's huge. Um, the small group leaders um, have a lead in as they've just heard the message coming out of session. And then the questions are connected to the message based on Kim working with the preacher and the teaching team working together. And so there's no way they can blow it. If they just step through the questions and give the students space, they're going to have a good experience in mm. small group. So small group's huge. Yeah. No, that's, that's, so in that leader packet, and that's one thing I think we'll get to here in a moment as well as part of pre-retreat is what it looks like teaching team, developing those questions, that process. And CT has spoken a couple of times now in some of those multi-site events as well. So familiar with the process. Uh, other things that are in that leader's guide is like a frequently asked question sheet. Um, you know, uh, just roles and responsibilities that's broke down for them. The schedule for the week, uh, games. For middle school, we, we hit hard on bus activities. And so we put together a whole thing. We saw this in a Facebook group recently. Right. We were sharing it with some of these guys. For those, you even mentioned some leaders who, hey, as a, what do I do with my leader who this is their 90th retreat? Like mm-hmm. they come all the time. Well, we know that we're always looking to innovate or change things up or the camp might have a new rule or so on and so mm-hmm. forth. So one of the things that we introduced this past year to our leader guide is, hey, what's new this year? Mm. So even if I'm a, I'm a seasoned leader, I at least know, oh, what am I going to look at? Well, I want to look at the small group questions because I want to prepare for that time this weekend. I got a couple of days to do so. And, oh, what's new? Oh, okay. We're doing we're doing team games this year, or oh, we're doing a little thing differently during free time, or we're not doing what we did the last three or four years. So that way, and even in that setup, maybe a little vision as to why you're not doing something, mm-hmm. so that when they're on the bus ride up there, yeah, and they're say, I can't wait for you know this game. Like actually, you know, uh, we're not playing that game this year because we've got something new going on. So that kind of stuff, framework wise, to be thinking through. Um, as you're putting together that stuff for your, for your leaders. But I, I agree. I think the huge part is setting them up for success, not just defining what their role is and what the expectation is, but those key significant moments like a small group time as part of why they're, even, why they're, they're coming to begin with, how we develop that and flesh mm-hmm. that out and give it to them early. And it helps us actually prepare well in advance for, for the messages. So yeah. 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 And it lets them know we take this seriously. We value what you're doing. We're not just giving you some shoddy, Hey, here's how you lead a group. Like we really thought through this, we put this together ourselves and it's going to help you succeed as a and, small group leader. And I totally think leaders want that. Yeah. That when we, for sure. you know, it's just like our students, we can give them the right parameters. We can give them the right tools. They respond to that. They, they live up to it. I believe we have the greatest leaders um, mm-hmm. around. We just we just pour into them because they deserve to. They have such mm-hmm. a huge impact on our 
our students and, Absolutely. um, and they, they deserve every and all of that attention. I'm sure because to, um, the size of the podcast right now that if Joe, if they, um, DM you or message you through either multi, multi, um, on Instagram, Twitter, those type of things that you'll send them that guide pro bono. Yeah, in a heartbeat. I would absolutely love to. Love it. Yep. Please, please do. Let's, let's, um, kind of dive a little bit into a, a different vein, but, uh, a, a topic I think that's so, so huge. We love to have fun with our kids and we think it's a vital part of what we're doing. So there's planning ahead of time that goes into stuff like large group games and meal times. Talk a little bit about how that process looks for us mm-hmm. as well as what we we really see uh, didactically in in the pieces of why we do it the way we do it. Yeah. So over the years, we have just found the need as the team grows to really divide up roles and responsibilities to make sure that every element, every piece, every function of the weekend is covered and done well and with excellence. Um, That just has come out over the valuation of our retreats every year. And so through that, we've come up with a sheet that uh, lists out a whole bunch of roles and responsibilities with a paragraph or points of, hey, as a teaching team member, here's what your responsibility is. Here is a deadline um, that you have to have. Yes, the deadlines. Um, Once again, scare quotes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I try to hold them to it. I've threatened with paint gu- paintball guns, yeah, um, all true. different things. Um, but things that they have to do in that role uh, for the weekend, leading up to the weekend, as well as during the weekend, uh, to help as a team come together and make make the weekend successful because one person alone cannot do it all um, or do it well because of gifts and passion. And I think the importance of that too is the more people that do it, you know, Woodside itself, we have a bunch of different demographics. Mm -hmm. So we have kids in rural settings. We have kids in urban inner city settings. We have kids all the way in between, um, homeschool, seniors, freshmen, everything. So it just just gives a a more well-rounded approach. And I think if if multi-site, you're not doing that, pulling other voices or other people, other perspectives, any aspect of your student ministry, you're just purely running at campus-led or central top-down, whatever that is, yeah. you're missing something. Yeah. So, yeah. And a part of what I've loved is what we do. So we have these roles and responsibilities sheet, and they get divvied up and, and so on. And you, you know, some guys are, are like, you know, we had John for years who's or set builder. That's where his gifting is at, but that's not well, always what he was like pigeonholed to having to do. Sure. You know, he was also, he also communicated. He was also one of, a part of the teaching team. And so it does allow, you know, even recently CT, I think you were doing games for one of the retreats. Yep. And so you pair CT with a guy who's done it before. And so again, that even allows for a guy who's newer to the team to learn from someone who's been there and like, kind of figure out, hey, the logistics of trying to do a game with 350 middle school students, like, (laughs) what is that going to entail? But he's not having to think about it blindly because he's partnered with somebody else who has done it before. So next year, he might own part, you know, more of the games on his own, but he had opportunity to get his feet wet with it. Uh, So I think that's some of the stuff that I think is very valuable. And even like you said, bringing in all the other voices. You know, we talked about this on the last episode with the once a month student ministry staff meeting that we have. That's part of our meetings at times. It's like, yes. 
We'll even break up into little hubs and say, all right, hey, here are the four things we need ideas for. What are going to be some lunchroom game ideas? What are yeah. some just other, like, we say wow moments, whether in session. Fireworks. Uh, yeah. Ben came up with the idea of doing fireworks. <laughs> and we did it. And, and we it legit happened. did fireworks. The camp we go to has got this beautiful lake. Yeah. And we talked to them, and we had an epic I forgot all about that show. It was Shame insane because we found out that they actually do fireworks for their summer camp. Yeah. Oh. And they do it for like, they do like $300 is their budget. And so we're like, can you do a $900 show? And again, just partnering with them. Like, hey, listen, your dude who does fireworks clearly is a he pyro. Likes it. Yeah. And he wants to do it, right? So what can we just free him up? And you guys can even see as a camp what it would look like to do a $900 fireworks show. So that way, video it, show it to your board if they want to do a bigger show for one of the weeks. Like, that's what it could look like. And it was awesome. But yeah. so we, we bring in those other voices and they sit there and they say, oh, no, you know what? This will work well for my students. And I love it because we are able to compromise and collaborate with one another Yes, where absolutely. nobody's like, you know what? I had this one kid and if we do that, like we can't do that one game because that one kid is going to hate everything. For well, well, how can we make it a win for him too? Yeah, right. So the other 349 are able to also hop in and have fun. So it's that is a tension that arises yeah. within it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're able to, in humility, work together. So it's still a great win for all of us. And so, so CT, speak about it from that standpoint of a campus of like, you have your campus responsibilities, student ministry responsibilities, you're running middle school and high school at your campus, mm-hmm. preaching sometimes on a Sunday morning to yeah. your campus. And then now you're doing a multi-site responsibility. Yeah. What do you love about the roles and responsibilities she what don't you love? Like, what's been beneficial as, as stepping into this process as part of this team? Yes, please do share. What What do <laughs> yeah. you love? And, and then I'll <laughs> ask you thirteen more questions within one question to answer it. No, okay, <laughs> it's layered. <laughs> All right, let's peel the onion. Um, so, on the, it, it, I feel like it's a win-win for me. On the one hand, I get to leverage um, another team's. Uh, strengths, and by that I mean our central team, um, with their administrative gifts, with their artistic gifts, and that sort of thing. On the other hand, it's also a win because this is a team that I'm a part of, as a part of a, a multi-site church. Uh, so I know these people, they know me, they're serving me. It's not just some second parachurch ministry that's putting on this conference for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love that, that I get to, on the one hand, sit back and benefit from another team. On the other hand, this is a team that I'm also locked arms with. So I love that collaboration there. Um, and then I also love that our central team does communicate so well, so thoroughly. Um, what my expectations are. So I know that all of us uh, at the separate campuses are long awaiting the uh, massive, thorough, but super helpful roles and responsibilities email. Uh, it lands in our email uh, inbox like an A-bomb. Um, oh, no. <laughs> but it is uh, super helpful. Many things are in bold and highlighted and all that sort of thing in order to be as clear as possible this is who's doing what, this is what they're doing, this is when. Um, And so that's an email that comes to us eventually two or three more times before the retreat gets there. Let me just pause you real quick. How does the accountability um, on those roles look like? 
Yeah. So who? So let's. I was partnered with Gar uh, last year for large group games, and I believe DP and Mike Rettler. And so we kind of held each other accountable. Like as our deadline came up, we start texting each. You know, somebody eventually breaks the ice and shoots the text. Like, hey guys, we got to get this done. <laughs> yeah. We got to meet. Somebody's conscious. He eventually gets to them. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, Kim's emailed us seven times now. <laughs> She's loading her paintball gun, <laughs> buying the CO2 cartridges. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we hold each other accountable. And then, as I said, Kim reaches out regularly. Hey, there's a week out, you know, um, and so forth. So it's sort of a both and as far as the different campus directors um, holding us accountable and Kim at Central. Yeah, and and I think one of the things that Kim helps with the accountability piece is that, you know, uh, she's even put in dates beforehand that like we automated, like get like reminders yep. via email and so on. But like, hey, this is when it's due and so on and so forth. And so, uh, and I think one of the things we've seen and one of the things that we love about this aspect of things and, you know, as a multi-site team, encourage you guys here um, as well of like, we, we are able to do far more together than we would mm-hmm. do individually. Amen. And so some of that, that promo thing, knowing like, yeah, we, Hey, I know that that Denzel and Caleb are going to crush it when it comes to the cafeteria. So I want to crush it when it comes to large group games. Yeah. Because yeah. I know these guys are crushing it when it comes to sessions. And these guys are crushing it when it comes to teaching team. And I think one of the things that CT, you shared this with me uh, last year because you spoke at Fall Retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, w- one of the best wins of retreat, especially for somebody who's newer to the team and for, these camp- for any campus, is that you walk away and you feel like, man, this was this was my church and that was my guy who was up on stage bringing the Mm. message. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah. The Romeo campus student ministry has really been stifled over the last five years. I stopped tracking the history, but it's five, maybe even more student ministry pastors in five, maybe even more years. Mm. Um, So they just have been stop, start, stop, start. And so I think subsequently, uh, even though the campus has grown as far as the entire congregation, the student ministries, just, as I said, just, um, hasn't gotten off the ground as well as it should be. And that's led to sort of a weak participation and really feeling a part of the multi-campus experience. So when I got to go on stage in front of the entire Woodside family for our high school fall retreat last fall, like our students were jacked Hmm. and I could tell there was a shift in like, man, we really own that we're a part of not just our campus, not just our high schools, but this thing that covers uh, Southeast Michigan and the Detroit Metro. So yeah, I told Joe, man, you threw me a bone, dude, because my students were so proud to see me on stage. And I think it helped them connect with everyone there. Awesome. That's awesome. Great, great wisdom there. Um, I feel like I'm missing a a, a practical uh, piece here in some way, shape or form. Can you guys um, just give me uh, like a, a practical tip within this in aspect. And then I want to um, kind of wrap this, this portion of the three part up. So anything you guys want to spitball within that? Yeah, I think one thing we'll definitely do is share the roles and responsibilities for a retreat, just so you guys can see that visually um, and then tweak it within your setting. Uh, But if you are working with a team, with a student team or even a team of volunteers, I would encourage you to just think through the giftings and the passions that each of them have and how you can better delegate. Because the more you delegate, the more you give ownership to, the more bought in they're going to be. and then you're going to be able to see 
them take it, run with it and develop and maybe even run it better than you would be able to, right? And be able to be freed up to do other things and do things better. Um, so I would say that's a good practical tip is just look at like what what is on your plate for retreats? What are yeah. you doing currently for retreats? And you may be, say, be saying like, well, we just go to a camp. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to even say within that though, I'm sure that although you might go to a, a certain camp or retreat, the nice thing is that there's probably still things that you are owning Mm-hmm. in leading up to that. And so just contextualize it. You can still translate it so it fits your context. So to continue to improve that, maybe you're like, hey, maybe we can ask the camp if this is an avenue that we can use and so on. So I think that it still relates yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. within that. So like just, and that's why like that evaluation piece within it. I would say, you know, practical tip for some of you guys, I think through all sorts of different like multi-site models, the people that you and I have conversations with a lot, EJ. Uh, and then you like, you hear branding, you hear promo, and you're like, we don't have a communications department. Uh, guys, there's a ton of resources out there um, to help make that happen for you. Um, Sometimes, like, we've had churches reach out and say, hey, I love the branding that you've used. Can we use it? So you guys want to look at the stuff we have? Gladly, gladly willing to share it. Fiverr. Uh, F-I-V-V-E-R, Fiverr.com is like a Craigslist for creatives. Um, you utilize that. I've, the, this multi, the, this podcast's logo is made for somebody off of Fiverr. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Dribbles, another great one uh, to check out. Obviously, D-Y-M. But like, there's a lot of resources out there. I mean, my blog, I write stuff about multi-site stuff. I put game ideas out there. The best game we've ever done. Uh, I, I just wrote about it a couple of weeks ago. And so... Um, Know that, that when you hear this, a lot of times you think, you guys have a large team. There's no way we could do this. Well, there's a lot of resources out there more than ever before. Utilize that um, to make your retreat even better than what it is. So Mm -hmm. that's what my my two cents. CT, anything you want to add? You've been such a great guest today. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, there's so many things I could say. I think as a campus guy, if you're not at the central um, you know, I would say lean on the guys who've been ahead of you. Ben Hickson's been huge for me in this in so many ways. He's at another campus, been there for five plus years. Um, ask him. I, I remember calling him. I was going to pick up our bus before fall retreat, and I just called him. I said, hey, man, my first fall retreat, tell me what I should be expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, lean on those guys because um, they've been there before and can give you a lot of insight. Um, and then for the central people, yeah, I mean, goodness, I would just say keep listening to this podcast because um, you're in good hands with what they're doing. But communicate clearly, help people develop um, as you assign roles and responsibilities, um, put them in places that are going to stretch them, but also where they can be guided and not left on an island. Yeah, yeah those are a few things that have really blessed me. But I'll just uh, just chime in and then wrap things up. I think just to go off of what CT said, I think if you're in the central role and not at a campus, the best thing you can do is for those new people on your team, call them that Thursday night before retreat Mm -hmm. or the Sunday night before you leave for Monday camp and say, hey, I just want you to know there's a ton of details. There's a ton of stuff. Do you have any last minute questions? That's good. How can I serve you? How can I take the one thing you're freaking out about and, um, you know, Mm -hmm. put it in there? And Kim just wrote a note to do that. 
She uh, said a I'm reminder. I'm putting it as a reminder. No Ooh, love joke. it. Even Look she has that. to I'm learn. That's really good, EJ. Love it. Well, you know, we always end our podcast by saying we're so thankful to be serving alongside of you guys. And if there's anything um, that any of us on our team here at Multi Multi uh, can serve you by doing, let us know. A resource, a conversation, a tweet, a retweet, whatever that is. Give us a shout out. Um, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. That'll um, just uh, help the yeah. the rankings and things like that go up so we can reach more people. Yeah, and that's really us, our please. goal. Yeah. Yeah. I've rated and reviewed. Yeah, love it. That's good. That was part of qualification for being on the podcast. I, I didn't know that, but Shameless. I love it. Again, if we can serve you in any way, we'd love to. We hope you guys have a blessed day. We love you. God loves you more. Bye. See ya. Thanks, guys.